president. I never have dinner with the president. I never have dinner with the president. And when I see your ass again, I'll be hesitant. Now I think you up next. Good evening, and welcome back to another all-studded event of the All In Podcast on the All In Network. This is the real, the real, the jump off. You know how we do, and it's your host coming back. I missed you last week, people, but I'm back in the house. I'm your host, Walt the Damager. And this is at Rob Cooper Jr. on Instagram. What's going on, family? Yeah, we oh, missed man, you. Listen, it's lovely, man. We got a lot to talk about. But first, I want to, you know, send uh, thank you to the super producer, Elijah Cooper, whom is your son. Uh, yes, that sir. does a remarkable job behind the scenes, and he held it down uh, as a true soldier would. Uh, last weekend's um, episode was, like I said, phenomenal. Um, very informative. I liked that editorial piece he wrote on Kamala. Uh, the information that was submitted on the platform last week, oh, man, it goes without saying. You guys did a tremendous job. Yes, sir. It was an outstanding. It was an outstanding uh, show. Um, and again, we missed you, but and Elijah did, you know, the best he could to kind of hold down and, and wear your shoes uh, uh, for a week. And, and again, you know, just going back on that, you know, yes, Elijah uh, wrote an article really setting the record straight on a lot of misinformation uh, that's out just in general in politics, but uh, particularly targeted to to and towards uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris. And I think the sad part about it is most of the um, misinformation is actually from our own people. I think I think we talked about this, you know, where Tupac had mentioned this uh, years ago, talk about America eats his own. Uh, and, I, and I will say that it, just within the black community, we, we just have a, a poor history of eating our eating our own and and we're going to get into you know a couple of topics today um you know speaking to that um you know talking about hip-hop and politics uh talking about ice cube uh the controversy that just has come up but uh before we get into that i just want to give folks we do have an election that's currently going on you know no longer are we you know looking towards election day for um you know for uh the, the polling and people to go vote. I actually voted last week uh, at, in York County and, and Pennsylvania is being one of the states that you can vote early now via uh, mail-in ballot or early voting, depending on, you know, where you live. You can actually go to um, your election. You can go to all your elections um, um, offices, government offices, um, or you can go to, um, you know, a, a, a satellite office. I know in Philadelphia, our high school, our amount of Roxborough High School uh, in Philadelphia, northwest section of Philadelphia, you know, is, is one of the satellite, you know, uh, polling places. And I think last I, I heard there was a line around Ridge Avenue in, in, in Roxborough. Uh, which yeah, which is which is huge. Um, yeah, I had to know. see that myself driving through there the other day. Yeah, so everywhere we, you know, you know, everywhere we we were seeing, we're, we're seeing you know huge lines. And right now, just looking, if we go to five thirty eight dot com, who again, uh, Nate Silver and his team over there of analytics, they they do quite a bit. Of, this is their bread and butter, you know, politics. But you know for the last maybe 10, 15 years. And then they, they've actually delved off into sports analytics and things like that. I I use their their site quite a bit, uh, particularly when, you know, I'm looking for um, probabilities in, in the NFL or NBA um, outcomes when I'm looking to, you know, lay some money and win some money, 
playing sports betting or or looking for my favorite fantasy lineup you know a lot of times they, they're a good site to get some good insight because they're all strictly data and, and a lot of you know they even do a lot of journalism over there but all their journalistic reports whether it be sports whether it be politics it's all based off of data and you guys you know who've known me or follow me on you know facebook or or instagram or um or in our all in politics um political group on facebook if you're not i you know i encourage you to to join our our um our group on again on facebook we are the all in politics uh group it's a it's a private group but just hit us up and we'll we'll make sure that we'll allow you to come on in and uh join in as we have some interesting discussions but you know looking at the screen right now uh, according to 538 uh, as of today, uh, today is what October the what seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, B- Biden is currently favored to uh, win the elections. Uh, he has an eighty-seven uh, percent chance of winning the election. Donald Trump has twelve uh, percent. Now, as I mentioned last week, when Elijah and I were on, you know, a lot of folks. You know, particularly those who uh, are Biden supporters get a little nervous when they see those type of numbers, you know, come at them um, because, you know, it gives them kind of like those flashbacks of 2016 uh, when Hillary had um, a, such a lead. I, I think Hillary had even higher percentage, I think, at this time. I think she was a 91, had a 91 percent chance of defeating uh, uh, Donald Trump. And of course, we all know what happened uh, that that nightmare of of eleven nine, uh, where um, you know Donald Trump in the last three weeks of the election was able to not only uh, close the gap but ultimately defeated Hillary Clinton. Uh, but if we look at another data site, uh, the U.S. election projections uh, site, we look at that. This is another area that I'm I'm actually I actually have been following. Uh, because that's where you're that's that, those are not opinions these are actual uh there's actual data on this site and and as you can see 26 million american voters uh have voted already in uh, roughly around 40 states and as we as we scroll down um that you look right where where elijah has it at you when you scroll down you can see um, where the Democrats, Republicans, minor uh, parties, and and no party affiliation, sixteen states have already uh, reported or have chosen to be transparent with their their data, uh, just to kind of give you an idea where things are going. And as you can see, the Democrats um, have uh, close to five, a little over five million. Uh, folks, actually close to six million voters that have already uh, returned, uh, and they're returning their ballots at about a twenty-five percent ratio. Uh, the Republicans have about two point five million folks have voted, uh, which is about a return rate of about nineteen point two. And then, of course, you look at the rest of the uh, the group. I'll just take the, the no party affiliation. Basically, they're independents. Um, you know, returning uh, their their ballots at a um at a rate of 14.9 basically 15 percent and two million of, of those ballots have been returned so when you look at those numbers and you you see that donald trump has a 12 percent chance of winning uh, very similar to four years ago the biggest difference that i see here although of course nothing's in the bag yet but the difference is we weren't even close to these numbers four years ago. I think many states are reporting. I think at this time you go back, you know, to uh, 2016, um, 
on October the 19th, I believe the the early voting count was about 2 million maybe. And I know for a fact, even in Pennsylvania, where uh, close to a half a million uh, folks have uh, been voting. And in fact, most pe- a lot of people haven't even received their ballots yet. They're still sending out ballots. That's how that's how uh, many ballots that they have in the backlog that they have in, in ballots. Um, you know, Pennsylvania has ha- a half a million folks already um, responded and, and the bulk of those return applications or uh, excuse me, return ballots are coming from Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, which have traditionally been democratic uh, stronghold. So it appears, you know, these, this number that you, we showed here na- nationwide is pretty much consistent. If we clicked on any of those States, all the States are consistent where you see pretty much the Democrats are returning, um, their ballots at it basically almost what a two to one ratio uh, to Republicans. And I think there's a couple of factors that, that have to do with that. Number one is Donald Trump. When he uh, came out about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, and really started to stoke fear uh, into the electoral process. And I think that was, the, I think the first glimpse that we 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 got of him knowing that he, he was probably in trouble. Um, you know, looking to looking beyond the actual election uh, to try to get into office through via a more undemocratic way. Um, you know, I'm just going to come out and say try to steal the elections, um, you know, by, you know, saying, you know, we want to circumvent the election process. We just want to throw it straight into the courts where we have uh, the advantage, where we have more conservative judges. So basically the hell with the people. We don't care what you're saying. We don't care that you're going out there waiting in line, you know, 10, 11 hours in some cases that we've seen in Georgia and in Texas. We don't we don't really care about that. We don't give a damn about that uh, because no matter how hard you try to remove me from the office, I have uh, the the uh, circuit courts and, the, and ultimately the Supreme Court backing me up and, and it's going to basically keep me in, in power. So that's what we're seeing right now, Walt. You know, it's it's interesting, you know, where where we're at um, in this day of a so-called democracy. Well, the the other, um, I'd like to piggyback off what you said. The the other thing as well, uh, when we were speaking earlier in the uh, electoral process, um, around August, I'll say the end of July, when they started tossing around the rhetoric that the ballots were being tampered with and the mail was being dumped out. They was finding Trump's information tossed or discarded in these different, you know, unidentified places. That should have struck that should have struck into the Americans' heartstrings like, all right, what's really happening? Right. And what was happening is they wanted you to know that they was implanting subconsciously a narrative. That's right. That because the numbers is so great. Because the early turnouts was pointing in the direction of the in the Democrats. Like usually the Republicans either win by cheating or hoping for low voter turnout. So the ideology behind it all was to, okay, let's start the narrative early to let them know that this election may be a fraud based off the ballots. And then we need to find out if these people are alive, dead, if they double voting. Because remember, it was even earlier in August when remember Trump told them. To go out there and vote twice? Yes. In Florida. Right. So that alone lets you know that that's tactics that was already being used that he exposed. 
But I don't, I don't, I think that went over a lot of people's head and they didn't gravitate towards what he was saying. Yes. And you know, another thing speaking, let's stay on Florida a little bit. If you recall about a month, a month and a half ago, uh, when he was uh, um, giving out misinformation about the mail-in ballots, he right. actually said one, it was one state that he said, I encourage you guys to vote in. And that was Florida, right? Exactly. So <laughs> Florida is actually leading the, 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 the uh, calls on on uh, the mail-in ballots and early voting, I believe, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think the they have, have the highest vote turnout right now. Uh, right. And they're they're over two to one. I think they're like three to one Democrat there. And it's, it's wow. so funny because, uh, you know, he, he said he said a month and a half ago, he said, if you want to pull up the, the, yeah, the Florida numbers, Elijah, what did they, the, the 200, uh, 2.4 million uh, people have voted already in florida uh and it's it's interesting because that that smells trouble for uh donald trump and the reason why donald trump said that you know it's okay to vote by mail in in florida was because they had a great governor in ron desantis we all know just by the way he's handled covid that he's not a great governor in fact he's to the contrary a terrible governor i'm just gonna come out and say it's like that but it's so funny uh, not only, you know, we all knew that he's a terrible governor, but it's funny. Last night at a rally in Florida, <laughs> Trump said, if basically, I'm paraphrasing, if we lose Florida, you know, it's time to fire Ron DeSantis. <laughs> so it's funny how, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much has backfired on him. Now, I guess uh, the mail-in ballot uh, thing that he thought was such a great idea about a month and a half ago, and he saw two, close to 2.5 million people have come out and voted already in florida with with roughly three weeks left till election day uh it seems like the president has a change at heart and, and by the way him being down by you know seven to nine points in florida doesn't help that opinion either i just thought that was real interesting that you brought that piece up Paul. well there's a couple times he had 40 and slips i mean even with the the presidential debate with biting um last week when he had said uh stand back and stand down and then it was another one um i don't know if elijah has the uh the footage where we can um you know subject it into this conversation but he told his base on national tv to vote and put their ballots in november 28th <laughs> yeah like, I remember. Yeah. Nine is that yeah for you yes. to say something like that and everybody knows the elections is on the third yeah, he actually did that in 20. He, he had that slip up in 2016 as well. He, he did the same thing. Right. Um, oh, so, I you know, I, I generally like to, uh, you know, tell folks that as well. Like, you know, <laughs> I say, you know, hey, if you are because I'm not I don't have the biggest faith in the mailing process, but I never had, you know, real faith in, in the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, you know, I, I guess I look at it like this. If I'm sending you a birthday card, um, I'm probably going to put it in, drop it in the mailbox. Uh, but if I'm sending you a check or or I'm, I'm looking to receive a check from you, yeah, I'm, a, I'm either going to tell you to go straight to the post office or FedEx that bad boy to me where we can get a signature with it just to secure that that delivery. And I think something like voting is, is just too important uh, to trust it, you know, in a, in a mailbox. I mean, if you can, you know, take it the best option. I'll just say this. The best option that you should do with your mail-in ballots, if you can, get it to the actual electoral office. Um, 
your county elect, election offices with whatever in your city that, that you reside to that's the best the second option would be those drop boxes if your if your state has official election boxes drop those down those are pretty safe uh, i know the one in york county there's a security guard next to them and it's also cameras to make sure that you know no funny business um is going down there uh but if you're a trump supporter and you plan on voting for trump uh yeah you should just put it in the mailbox the regular mailbox and and, and or, or just show up and stand in line uh for for you know 12 13 hours on election day but if you're uh you know looking to get rid of trump um i it would behoove you to um you know take heed to those suggestions that i just gave you exactly and i mean even to in um expound on that which uh gives us a segue into being informative and understanding uh the electoral process and you know the three um branches of government things of that nature one has to be you know educated and if you don't know about the processes um it will behoove you to you know investigate do your research um and for those that don't that's why we have this great little this invention that they call hip-hop <laughs> that will introduce us to those things that some of us uh, novice individuals can find out about um, and become educated on. I know um, early in the 70s and early 80s, um, and a rap that I can recall that brought attention to the mainstream was The Message. That's right. Grandmaster Flash. Flash and Furious and Five. The Furious Five. Right. So with, with groups uh, pioneered such as themselves, um, it gave the urban American youth information as to what's going on on the political landscape, the social landscape, um, and environmental landscape. So, you know, those things um, helped us out as people of color um, to be introduced to a world that was usually cut off from us. You know, that, that's a great point. And, and we're going to go all, since you went there, let's, let's, let's kind of stay there uh, with it because that's how you know, us being black, black people and particularly African-Americans uh, who were brought over here as, as slaves here in uh, these United States. Um, one of the ways that we were able to stay connected was through poetry, uh, you know, and, and, you know, rhymes and riddles and things like that, fables, you know, that that's how we kind of kept our story alive right? because, you know, we, you know, all, all the points of our educational system really cut off our history um so that's kind of like storytelling was the way that our ancestors were able to you know keep us connected to our roots uh in that you know in africa and and at some point you know obviously you know the oppressor you know began to understand that and start to cut that off uh but we you know we you know we communicated you know through music poetry and believe it or not even dance uh you know folks don't understand that but just certain movements was a, a way that we communicated and the way we we kind of rolled um in fact i believe harriet uh you know harriet tudman um you know when when she was rowing the um the underground railroad you know they use gospel hymns way in the water you know those mm -hmm. those type of things you know that that kind of met that's right that 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 meant you know show up at the water you know tonight god's going to trouble the waters you know show up you know at three o'clock or whatever you know mm -hmm. at the water so that we can you know so that we can make this break towards freedom so mm -hmm. you know 
you know, and now bringing it fast forward it back to, to hip hop, you know, every we, we kept that, you know, that energy alive to keep us educated on what's going on in the world. And I, I believe Chuck D uh, for Public Enemy, who really was the first rap group, even though, you know, I heard the message before that, but they were the ones that kind of, and maybe because of, you know, kind of like the state of my life, I was, you know, a sophomore in college at the time uh, mm -hmm. in 1987, you know, they were the first ones that kind of brought it home to me and say, wow, the aha moment that, you know, hip hop is, or is, and can be, you know, political. And he actually kind of broke it down, I believe on a uh, interview, I believe with Mimi Brown on, on WDAS. And he, he said, you know, how, you know, hip hop was pretty much the black CNN back in the eighties. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's how we were getting our stories. You know, you know, they were doing their, their pieces. And like you mentioned though, but when you, when you want to kind of take it to the next level, um, you have to be well researched and have a great understanding of what you're, you're, you're what you're trying to do. You got a good, you have to have a good understanding of politics, policies, and procedures, and things like that before you want to step into that that realm. As as we can see now, as Ice Cube and and Kanye West have have found out the hard way. Um, right. They they you know and I'll, I'll just let's just work backwards here. Let's talk about Ice Cube. Um, you know again what he wrote on when he wrote on paper you know it all sounds good but was this vetted do you know how much money's in the treasury do you know you know you know this country's you know what the, you're asking for x amount of dollars but do you know that you know is that even available you know um you know everything has to be vetted everything that's why we have three branches of government you know it's, it's not the perfect system but that's how democracy you know works so I think, you know, writing a list of demands and going to a politician and say, hey, we want this, that and the other. I mean, that sounds nice and it, and it makes you sound smart on Instagram, um, you know, say, hey, man, that ice cube is pretty smart for a rapper, you know. But when, as you can see, once you get it into the hands of the actual policymaker or lack thereof of Donald Trump, you see how foolish it looks you know you you put your policy into the hands of a clown and you're the one that ends up getting clowned right now <clears throat> to play devil's advocate we as americans do need to push our politicians more to do more um because a lot of them don't cater to the wills of the consistency or well, the people, what they do is they cater to the lobbyists and the, the higher interest groups and it, and it knocks the middleman down. So I understand where Ice Cube attempted to try to take it, but at the same time, he needs to, or what he needed to do was when he wanted to incorporate his plan and get it placed on legislative floors and all that other stuff, he should have made sure that that plan coincided with what he actually gave them. They took his plan. They, well, they took his plan, which was the the contract with Black America, called it the Platinum Plan, and in actuality, it turned out to be the dollar store plan because nothing that he gave them was incorporated into that plan that they created, and it went against the norm. So it looks like Ice Cube was trying to, you know, be played, in which he was played, but at the same time, he should have had a more assertive stance and ensuring that what he was asking for uh, in regards to the African-American population 
that should have been instilled with full intent that it was going to be executed. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's funny as we talk about, you know, public enemy, um, you know, kind of going into that uh, realm. And I threw out an example uh, early on uh, in our all in uh, politics Facebook group. Again, that's all in politics Facebook uh, group. Uh, make sure you hook you, you look us up and, um, you know, apply to come into the room. Uh, but I, I said that about Cory Booker. Right. Imagine Cory Booker, who's a United States senator, excuse me, Senator Cory Booker. Uh, let me get it, you know, give his, his credentials and his credit uh, due to what it, you know, what it is. But imagine, you know, Cory Booker trying to do a hip hop song, you know, and he goes into the studio. Obviously, he has no no experience in hip hop. And he goes into the uh, studio and he because he wrote a, you know, a, a nursery rhyme and maybe put a, um, a a beat, you know, next to it, a nice sound beat, because we could all do that and go, you know, that's not going to go over well. People are going to call him a clown. You know, he's unqualified. What is Cory Booker doing? You know, and he might mess around and lose an election, right? Because he, he's going to, you know, possibly destroy his brand. Um, that's the same thing, you know, with, with, with hip hop artists, you know, you know, Ice Cube kind of stay in your lane, you know, that's, that's all we're saying. We're not, we're not saying that, you know, your policy or, or your um, opinion that you wrote out, um, wasn't, it was a bad ideal, but understand, you got to understand the process. And I think that's where, you know, that's where Ice Cube is, is lacking with this. And, and quite frankly, he ended up clowning himself because this is kind of like my opinion. This is what I saw what happened. You know, I remember he had his uh, Instagram rant and he said, hey, you know, you know, let's I think, you know, what are what are we getting out of the deal? You know, he said this after the Democratic uh, convention. He said, you know, what's in it for us? What's in it for us for black people? You know, and I tell you what's in it. You know, I have this plan. I, I want to speak with, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans. So, I, you know, there was news out there that the Biden camp reached out to him and they had a discussion with him. Um, we, of course, we'd never really heard the outcome of that. He was silent, you know, for, for, for a while. And then, you know, about a month, month and a half later, we see Trump in Atlanta, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, speaking to a predominantly black audience, rolling out this $500 billion platinum plan. And at that time, and, and let's walk, well, please correct me uh at that time he didn't mention where he got this from what was the source of this you know he presented it as if donald trump presented it as if this was a a, a program that he came up with or an ideal that he from came his administration up with. right correct correct from his administration and when it fell on deaf ears and the black community uh, it backfired on it they said well what, what the what the heck is this you know this is this is trash you know, you can't even get a, a, a second stimulus package to the American people who lost 50, I mean, you know, 50 million jobs were lost, you know, over 200,000 lives were lost on the coronavirus. You can't, you can't even figure out how to get us a stimulus package done, let alone $500 billion. And then what does Donald Trump do through one of his uh, campaign workers? They he pretty much put through Ice Cube under the bus and say, oh, well, this wasn't my idea. I got this idea from Ice Cube. You know, and, and now Ice Cube is now playing defense. And, you know, I'm just going by what I'm, it's, this is not what I'm saying, but this is what I, you know, I'm reading on the internet. You know, now people call Ice Cube a clown. People call him a sellout. Uh, I've heard people say they're going to remove his uh, playlist from uh, streaming services. You know, for what? 
You know what I mean? You know, why attach your brand to this dude? You know what I mean? You know, Ice Cube, just last year, you came out with a song. In fact, it was one of our uh, opening songs of our of our podcast, maybe last year, Arrest the President. You know, so, you know, how do we go from Arrest the President to you being now 10 days, I mean, 18 days before elections, You now your brand is tied to Donald Trump. I never had dinner with the president. I never had dinner with the president. That's what you told us, Ice Cube. You set the parameters. Uh, so, <clears throat> so my friend, man, you know, unfortunately, you're gonna have to eat this one. Yeah, he's uh, he definitely uh, wasn't able to articulate articulate um, the contrast. I know he was on Roland Martin's show the other night, and he was fumbling a little bit. He really couldn't uh, compare the contrast. Whereas Martin was trying to have him, you know, side by sidebar it and, and show where Cube's plan was articulated in the new plan, the black economic empowerment platinum plan. Like that that right there within itself is the derogatory, you know, uh, moniker to try to placate the black community. So then he was on Kumo, Como, sorry the other night and he and he still had trouble articulating but he was a little bit better uh i think that was last night than he was the previous night because i mean it just looked like a horrible showing for somebody that creates something and you can't speak about the product right well this podcast is brought to you uh, by the all in network don't forget to head over to allinnetwork.net to find all the other podcasts including the all in podcast Rain and Bliss podcast, Real Deal Radio, and of course, All In Politics. And we can't forget also that our newest podcast, which uh, came on about a month ago, the Beast Gaming Podcast. All of your information and needs are right here with us on allinnetwork.net. And also, you can catch all these shows either by audio on your favorite podcast uh, platforms. If you don't go to allinnetwork.net, you can catch it on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever your favorite uh, podcast uh, platform will be. Or you can just simply go over to YouTube. And, and Walt, uh, we missed you last week, but when they go over to uh, YouTube, what should they do? You know what you do when you need to do when you do when you do it. You go to that button, man, you get happy, jump up and down, turn around 360 degrees, slam that subscribe. Nope, nope. Let's take it back. You're going to smash that subscribe button, baby boy. That's right. And don't forget to like our show and as well as all the other shows, too. So like and describe or smash that like and subscribe button when you go over to uh, YouTube. Well, man, again, this, this has been I a- know, How do you say it back in you said when you smash that subscribe button, yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that Philly, that's that Philly thing right now. And our Philly audience <laughs> will get with that. Those in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, We'll bring you up to speed. Just stay on. Just stay on and stay with us. Go to we'll all, right. We'll put go, you on the game. Right. Go to allinnetwork.net to make sure you don't miss any of the shows. Well, again, this has been another action-packed All In Politics uh, podcast. Well, man, won't you bring us home? So, like I said once again, um, it's been another great episode brought to you by Walt the Damager and Rob Cooper 
on another eventful day. Uh, we would like to encourage everybody to go out there and vote if you haven't done so already. Uh, make sure your ballots get in. Make sure you put them in that uh, first envelope, which is the safety envelope, and then place it into the, the big ballot and envelope so that way your vote will count appropriately. We don't want to get anybody's um, information thrown away, tossed out, and not counted. This is your voice. This is your time to show up and show out. So with that being said, uh, we thank you for your viewership and your listenership. And we promise to always keep it grassroots and bring everything that's not known, known to those that don't have a voice. We are the voice of the voiceless. And with that being said, I guess, Rob, we can say uh, like we always do at this time. That's right. Peace. <laughs> Peace.